Hey everybody, welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Biggie. I am by myself again today because uh, why not, I guess. Maybe I'll make this an SYP today. Maybe what I'll do actually is make it like when I'm doing my own podcast, when it's just myself, I'll put it on SYP today. And then the other podcast when we have guests on, uh, we'll put it on uh, actual Speak Your Peace. But hey, you know, it's fun. It's cool. It's all a good time. Uh, coming to you after the Lakers lose to the Portland Trailblazers, 93 to 100. Trailblazers got 100. Lakers got 93. Um, fun game to watch. Fun game to watch. The Lakers were not the first uh, one seed to lose today as the Milwaukee Bucks lost to Orlando Magic 122 to 110 today. All these games taking place in Orlando. Other scores today, Miami beat Indiana 113-101, to 101, and the Rockets beat the Thunder 123-108. Um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a decent, decent performance from the L.A. Lakers. Um, Anthony Davis got 28 points. LeBron James had a triple-double, 23 points. 17 rebounds, 15, uh, excuse me, 16 assists. So LeBron had a really good game. I thought, I thought AD was all right. He had 28 points. Uh, most of those coming from three throw, free throws. He had 12 free throws on 17 attempts. Uh, Davis was 0 for 5 from three point land. Danny Green was 2 for 8 tonight. KCP was 0 for 5. Uh, just to give you an idea of how bad the Lakers were from three, they were shot. 15.6% from three, uh, five of 32. So that was the big killer for the Lakers um, tonight was just three-point shots not going in, not biting. Uh, and as a result, the Trailblazers stay hot. They, uh, I don't know how much, how many wins they have in a row, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, the Trailblazers coming in with Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard, he put up 34 points tonight, uh, five rebounds, five assists, uh, played 43 minutes of action tonight. He went 10 for 10 at the free throw line. He's six of 13 from three-point land. So Dame had an incredible game tonight. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, I like Nurkic's game for the most part tonight. He had 16 points, 15 rebounds. You know, I, I didn't mind Nurkic tonight. He... He got matched up with Davis quite a few times, and I know you know they 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 like ha- kind of having Nurkic hang around the perimeter a little bit. If Nurkic, I don't know if his biggest issue is that he needs to learn how to like play bully ball a little bit, where you know with Nurkic he's. He's he's doing a great job defending Davis, but he gets upset when he gets fouls. If he can realize that he can do the same thing to Davis, no, he's not as talented as Anthony Davis, obviously, but he can take it into the paint and he can, you know, if he's got a couple moves, got a couple post moves, just attack Davis and make him, you know, foul you. Because in today's NBA, they call fouls on every fucking play, it seems like. So, if you're Nurkic, why not go after Davis to it, or whoever you're going up against, whether it be Davis, um, JaVale McGee. I want to talk about McGee in a little bit. But Nurkic, you know, I like his game for the most part. He shot four for 11 tonight. Eh, not great, but, you know, 
seven to nine free throws. He got a lot of rebounds for you. I, I was I, I was satisfied with Nurkic's game today. Um, Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, he had 11 points. Um, two for five from three. He had 10 rebounds as well, so he put in a double-double. Nice job from Melo tonight. Uh, McCollum had 21 points, kind of quietly almost. Um, you know, three from eight from three, eight of 20 field goals, two for four free throws, 42 minutes. You know, he he wasn't perfect. He wasn't spectacular by any means, but um, he, he put in a quiet, solid 20 points. Um, you know, Gary, Gary Trent Jr., he had 31, point, or 31 minutes played. He had five points. He, he didn't have a great game tonight. Two from eight from field goal rank for field goals, so only made two shots tonight. You kind of want more out of him um, just because of how hot he's been playing. But, you know, you had, you had Dame and you had McCollum tonight, so it wasn't the end of the world. Um, you know, the, the Blazers just – they just were better. Um, you know, they, they outplayed L.A., especially in the first quarter. Uh, Portland was winning 36-25 after the first quarter. Um, you know, they shot 10% better at the free throw line than the Lakers did tonight. But really, if you look at the team stats, the Lakers had more rebounds. They had more assists. They had more steals, less turnovers. Um you know, it was there for the Lakers. Less fouls. It was there for the Lakers. I thought Portland was better tonight. Um, there are a few stretches where, where the Lakers were hot, but it was really, you know, Portland taking advantage of the Lakers' poor th- three-point shooting. Um, yeah, speaking of JaVale McGee, if I have to see JaVale McGee fail at another putback dunk, I'm done. I just I can't handle it anymore. Um, it, it it would just be not enough. Like there's there's got to be more to that. Um, so yeah, the Lakers are down one nothing to the Blazers. They play again Thursday night. Uh, other yeah, so other games basically Houston they did their thing against Oklahoma City. Not really surprising there. Uh, they played their sort of style. Miami beat Indianapolis. 113-101. So, you know, Jimmy Butler had 28 points. T.J. Warren had 22 points. So, you know, still a bit of a rivalry there. Um, and the Bucks today. I want to talk a little bit, little bit about the Bucks game. Uh, the Bucks lost, again, 122-110. to 110. Uh, You know, Giannis had 31 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, you know, he was three for five, three for seven from three point range shot under 50% in his field goals. You know, Milwaukee did all right. Um, you know, their, their offense is still somewhat there. Uh, Brooke Lopez only had five points today. Middleton only had 14. Um, you know, good, good game from George Hill coming off the bench. He had 16 points, uh, with 27 minutes, but, you know, they they just need a little bit more, a little bit more from Eric Bledsoe, a little bit more from Middleton, a little bit more from Matthews, Wesley Matthews. Um, but, man, the, the, the Orlando Magic, especially Nikola Vucevic, 35 points, 14 rebounds today, made 15 buckets on 24 field goals. 
Great day for Vucevic. I really thought the Knicks were going to max him last summer. Not that I actually really thought they would. I just thought it would be very Knicks of them to give Vucevic a max contract. But, I mean, like, let's take a look at the Knicks roster and compare it to who Vucevic would be better than on that team. Because Vucevic is better than... Better than Marcus Morris? I think so. Better than Julius Randle? Yes, I think so. I'm going to say yes. Better than R.J. Barrett? Better than Bobby Porter? Better, yeah. So, yeah. So, pretty much, Vucevic would be the best player on the Knicks right now. And instead, um, not again, not that the Knicks should have given him a max deal, but... You know they could have had a guy who could, you know, they could have had a guy who could put up 35 and 14, uh, you know, in a playoff game. Uh, this is again, this is very similar to last year when the Magic beat the Toronto Raptors on route in Game One on route to the Raptors winning the NBA title. So, you know, I'm not saying the Orlando Magic are contenders by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't think anybody is saying that. I don't think anybody believes the Magic will win another game. Uh, I think this is just kind of fun. This is just kind of a good day for the internet. That's really what these, you know, some of these days are like. It's just, it's just they're fun for the internet. Um, but Milwaukee has to play better. Um, you know, they were down by 10 after the first quarter, so they just had a slow start. I'm sure they'll, you know, play better next game. I'm not really too worried about Milwaukee. But the Lakers do scare me a bit. I, I shouldn't say scare me. They worry me. But the Lakers, their offense really worries me because you're without Avery Bradley, you're without Rondo, and you're still – it looked like tonight they were still trying to figure out a bit of an offense. They were still trying to look to see how they could piece this all together in terms of just just extra, you know – guys who can move the ball around on the offense, facilitators, Chris Weber used that term tonight, facilitators, because you saw LeBron tonight. LeBron had a triple-double, but it wasn't a big point tonight. He had 23 points. He just had 16 assists. You know, he had, you know, 16 assists, and, you know, the entire team had 22. So he had 10 more assists. He had almost three times the assists more than the entire team tonight. Um, you know, AD got one, KCP got one, Dwight Howard got one, which is kind of surprising, and Caruso got three. But losses stinging the Lakers a bit on offense. As you can tell, they only had 93 points, which was the lowest total by a large mar- – well, I think the actually Blazers at 100 was the second lowest total of every game won so far. So the Lakers' offense is clearly struggling and they need to score more than 93 points. Like, if you weren't scoring 100 points in today's NBA, uh, you're going to lose, just plain and simple. Um, you know, and it's also, you know, without Bradley and without Rondo, it's impacting them defensively. I was a bit worried tonight when I saw Caruso trying. They Originally, at the beginning, it looked like they were trying to get Danny Green to defend Lillard, and Lillard, he, he, he wasn't, you know, logo Lillard, in the first half, but he was still making shots. And then they got Caruso 
to guard Lillard. And Lillard, you know, to Caruso's credit, Lillard didn't do as good in the second half. Um, I mean, he had some really good shots. Don't get me wrong. He had some really great shots. He was just slowed down in the third quarter, most of the third quarter heading into the fourth. Um, you know, there was a time where the Lakers could slow him down and come back because they just, you know, weren't letting him shoot and they were putting some pressure on him. Again, it allowed the Lakers to come back, but then Logo Lane came and destroyed the rest of the Lakers in the end of game one. Um, you know, the Lakers have to figure out that it, it's, it's really the offense with the Lakers. Um, as much as we are in a defensive league, if they can't figure out off- it, figure it out offensively, um, you know, then the defense is going to struggle. Uh, and if they can't figure it out defensively, then the offense is going to struggle. I think the offense is more important with these guys. Is you know, at least if you can't defend, you might as well score a whole bunch of points. Like you might as well, you know, make it like the Houston Rockets almost. As much as I hate to say it. You might as well just go put up 130 points a night and give up 129. Because if you can't figure out how to defend, then you might as well just score a bunch of points. And, again, credit to the Blazers. They did a really good job defensively. They did a really good job of, you know, keeping the Lakers close, you know, not getting bit bit too hard on some screens or, you know, just some passing. You know, again, tre- credit to Terry Stotts and the Trailblazers. They managed the Lakers really well in game one. I still have the Lakers winning the series in six games. I think the Trailblazers will take another one, whether that be game two. I don't know. But, you know, the, the, it, this, should, this game should send a message, message, I would hope, to the Lakers that you guys need to be better and we need to score more on offense. So – We'll see how that goes for uh, the Lakers and even the Bucks. I, I again, I'm not really worried about the Bucks. Um, you know, they can figure it out against the Magic. The Bucks are the team that really needs to put it together defensively because they've thrived themselves on being a defensive team, especially Giannis, who's trying to you know become the first player. I want to say since Jordan to win win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. Let me take a look. Uh, I think it was Jordan who was the last person to do it, but I could be wrong. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So Jordan, Elijah won, so Hakeem, David Robinson, and Kevin Garnett are the only Defensive Player of the Year winners to have won the, NBA, the MVP in their, during their careers. Okay, so Jordan and Elijah won both won the awards in the same season. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to say Jordan was the last to do it. So Milwaukee just has to, you know, shut down. Not even get – don't give Orlando anything. Like, don't give them a, a – a, don't give them a chance and you're going to win. Like, there's – you know, they have enough talent offensively that they can just, you know, if they shut Orlando down, they're fine. Um, I don't know that the Lakers can shut down Portland with how good Lillard is, with how good Melo has been recently, with McCollum, um, and even Nurkic. If Nurkic can figure it out, then, you know, they'll be doing all right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's talk about yesterday's games. Uh, yesterday, the Denver Nuggets beat the Utah Jazz 135-125. 
the Toronto Raptors beat the Brooklyn Nets uh, 134-110. The Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers 109-101. And the Clippers beat the Dallas Mavericks 118-110. to um, I was actually really surprised by, you know, how much I enjoyed watching the Nuggets. Uh, they have a lot of good pieces on that team. I've never been a big Nuggets truther um, or supporter or whatever you want to say. I, I just figured that the Nuggets were kind of like Utah in that they were not, they're not good enough to win the title, but they're still good enough that you have to respect them as a team. And I think there's some major chemistry things still with Utah. As much as I don't want to admit it with Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell and the rest of those guys, I think there's some chemistry things that they just aren't going to be able to come back from. Um, you know, I don't know what their time like in the quarantine together is. I don't, I, I, I just, I don't know if you, if Donovan Mitchell can ever forgive Gobert for what he did, but nonetheless, they're here, they're in the playoffs. You can't really worry about that at the moment. Um, yeah, you know, the Nuggets, I, I just really liked how they played. I, um, I, I like how they just it, it, they just seem to make it work with P.J. Dozier, of all people, you know, finding him, you know, finding himself a role in that team. Um, Jamal Murray, you know, he, again, there's something there, but you, you want more. You, you're hoping for more still with him. Uh, Jokic is weird he's kind of like his old his old self but smaller but skinnier I don't know that's a good thing um you know when I was watching them play the Lakers in their seeding game uh you know Jokic wasn't even on the floor and I remember watching in the regular season when they were in Denver and at the end of the game the Lakers were just you know high screen and roll with Jokic or if they didn't you know if they got the matchup they wanted they just you know went ISO against Jokic with LeBron and LeBron's speed was too much for Jokic to handle and I still think there's a bit of that with Jokic I worry about that with Denver a little bit again I don't think that Denver is a you know NBA title team by any means but they should beat Utah and that's how I and I'm a Utah guy like I like Donovan Mitchell um I like Utah. They're, I like their jerseys. Uh, I hear it's a nice place. Um, in the wintertime, even, you can go skiing there. But the Nuggets should win this series. I think the Nuggets in, like, five or six. I, I don't think – I think Utah has some chemistry things that they need to figure out this offseason so they can go and be successful again. Um, Raptors, 134-110 over Brooklyn. I think if there's a team that needs to – really show off in the first round is the Raptors. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are not that good. They don't have a lot of their, you know, star players that they did in the uh, regular season. But Karis LeVert's there. I, uh, you know, credit to Karis LeVert for putting up with all this. He he deserves a lot more attention than what he's getting. But, yeah, if there's a team that needs to sweep uh, their opponent the most, I would say it's the Raptors just to – reestablish themselves as the you know the most legitimate team in the east not that they were before the break but 
you know, they were a really disrespected championship team. And of course they are going to always be disrespected in the United States. No one's going to take Toronto or the Raptors seriously. Um, you know, and I am tired of watching fucking Kyle Lowry running the people. Like Kyle Lowry should just go back to the Rockets. Like that's the perfect team for him in terms of just drawing fouls, creating fouls, complaining about fouls. The Houston Rockets is the perfect team for Kyle Lowry as far as I'm concerned. Um, maybe that's where he'll go after he's done in Toronto. Who knows? Um, quick water break. Got to stay hydrated. Um, but Fred's good, man. I, I like Fred. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, you know, Siakam's good, obviously. The, you know, the Raptors are really good. The Raptors are good. I think they, were the, they had the best record of any team in the East during the seeding games. Like, the Raptors are good, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been kind of leaning on the Raptors bandwagon a bit this season. I like them, you know, since the beginning of the year with the odds to repeat. And it, it's really hard, you know, not to like them when Fred's putting up 30 a night. Babaka had 22 yesterday. You know, Siakam only had 18. He, he still has 11, He still had 11 points. It, you know, it, it, this team is still good. You know, Ananobi's really good. Marcus Saul is interesting. Uh, I don't know if you want to rely on Gasol a whole lot. He played 20 minutes yesterday, which I think that's about enough. Um, you know, and even, you know, Norman Powell is getting 17 minutes. He, he's been up and down, but man, you know, don't, don't count out the Toronto Raptors. Don't, don't sleep on them. All right. If there's any team, I think if there's any team that's getting the easy rest in the first round or, you know, the, the, the walkthrough matchup, for lack of a better term, it's the Raptors. Don't sleep on the Raptors. This team is coming and ready to just destroy all your, you know, hopes and dreams for the Celtics or the Bucks or Philly or Miami or whoever. Even the teams in the West, like the Lakers fans should be worried about uh, Toronto. Clippers fans, watch out on Toronto. Um, Boston and Philly. Uh, this was much closer than I thought it would be. Um, Philly led after the first quarter, 26-25. You know, I don't know what to say here with just – Tobias Harris playing almost 40 minutes and getting only 15 points. That's not great. Al Horford playing 30 minutes and only getting six points. That's not great. Joel Embiid is about, you know, the closest thing. Yeah, trying to think, because, like, Toronto, they don't have, like, the one guy carrying the team. They don't really have that in Milwaukee. Yeah, they kind of have that in Milwaukee with Giannis, but he's just that much of a superstar. You don't really have that in Boston. Like, what, um, what Embiid is doing here almost, it's like LeBron at the end of his Cavs ten, tenure. Like, he, he's the one who has to carry these guys to get anywhere. 
and I'm not even a big Embiid guy. Like, ask any of the SYP creators and they'll any of the basketball guys. And I'm not an Embiid guy. I he he his off and on switch it gets turned off or on way too much for my liking. But this is giving like watching some of that game yesterday. This is giving me like LeBron end of the Cavs second time tenure. Like this dude just carrying like Shake Milton had to play twenty almost twenty seven minutes yesterday. I like Shake Milton. Don't know that he should be he should be playing twenty seven minutes. No disrespect. Like Josh Richardson having to play thirty seven minutes. Yikes. Um, Thibault. I like him. Thibault. I like him. Don't know that he should be playing thirty three minutes a night. Alex Burks came out of nowhere yesterday, played. 27 and a half minutes and got 18 points. Like that's concerning. I am very much concerned for this Philadelphia team and Embiid who's not, I, I don't think he's 100% healthy and he has to be LeBron like in 2018 Cavs. Um, that scares me. I, I, I have Boston winning this series and you know, Tatum got 32 points yesterday. Jalen Brown had almost 30. He got 29. Kemba Walker had almost 20. Um, you know the big the biggest thing I don't like about I don't want to say I don't like it. It's just Daniel Thais, I don't know should be playing twenty five minutes. I I I do I do like that the you know go with the Hayward Tatum Brown you know Walker kind of starting lineup. I would almost rather like to see Marcus Smart in there. Um, he, he had 32 minutes yesterday. He only had two points. I know he's not someone that you're, you know, going to run your offense around, but I like having smart in there. It's more of the energy guy. And he played, you know, seven more minutes more than dice yesterday. So, you know, Brad Stevens sort of gets it. He understands it. So, you know, it's actually really not a bad move. I'm just overthinking it probably, but you know, if you have Smart in there over Dice, that's the right move. Keep it like like that. I I hope for the you know, for the sake of just having a better player in there, that Stevens leaves Smart in there more most of the time instead of Dice. But we'll see. The thing I'm disappointed with with Boston is that I thought they had a really good draft last year with uh, Robert uh, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, and oh fuck, who was the other guy that they had? Carson Edwards and none of those guys are, are doing anything really significant. Um, you know, with the self, like Grant Williams, he played two minutes, 10 seconds. He got two rebounds. Okay. Romeo Langford played 10 seconds yesterday. Got nothing. Um, Carson Edwards didn't even play, you know, it's really too bad. I really like those guys. Uh, Edwards and Williams more than Langford. Um, just as players, not as like scheme fits or anything. I just liked Edwards at Purdue. I liked Williams at Tennessee. I, I was really, I, I really thought they would be making more of a contribution to the team, but they haven't. So it is kind of what it is. And Boston has managed to work around it, but that's kind of just my takeaway with the Celtics. I didn't think they'd be as good as they have been this year, but I also thought the draft picks would be playing more than they have been. So it's actually kind of, you know, worked out in their favor. Um, the Clippers beat this, the Dallas Mavericks 118-110 yesterday. Uh, I didn't see the Chris Stapps thing. 
probably shouldn't have got ejected from what I'm hearing. Makes a lot of sense. Um, probably the most interesting first round matchup uh, in terms of, I mean, you can make the argument for Lakers and Portland, but you know, doubt you got, you got Luca, you got Chris Depps, you got Kawhi, you got Paul George. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of storylines coming into this Dallas Clippers series. Again, you could say the same thing for Portland and the Lakers. Um, and, you know, it's kind of as a Lakers fan. I don't want to, again, make it all about the Lakers. But as a Lakers fan, if you, I feel a bit bad having to play Portland because I, I think we're going to beat Portland. I just wish that Dane could find a way to get to the promised land without it hurting, you know, my favorite team right now in the Lakers, which is impossible. Um, like, if Portland went to go play the Clippers and went to beat Clippers, that would be awesome. I would love that. That would be great. Um, and with Dallas, the interesting thing with Dallas is that they have a team that's good enough to beat the Clippers. They do. Um, I, I think they have a, a good enough team that can beat them in a seven-game series. But, you know, you unfortunately with Dallas, you're, just, you're putting a lot of pressure on Luka and Chris Dabbs that isn't necessarily deserving. And Luka is still young. Like, this is his first playoff appearance, I believe. I don't know that they made the playoffs last year. But this is a big series for Luka, just getting at least the experience and the playoff mentality. And he's, and that's going to help playing the Clippers. That's going to help playing Kawhi and Paul George and those guys who took the Warriors to six games last year. Playing those guys is really good for Luka. I'm really excited to see how Luka grows and develops after playing, you know, these hungry guys. Like, these guys are almost cocky for no reason because they haven't done anything in the playoffs except win two against Golden State. Um, you know, it's not the end. It's almost like the Vancouver Canucks against the Blues. It's not the end of the world if Dallas loses. Obviously, Dallas wants to win the series. It's not the end of the world that they lose, mostly because of the fact that Luka and Chris, and even Chris Dabbs are gain, gaining experience for future runs. They're going to, you know, take a lot from the series. They're going to be motivated. They're going to be hungry. And that should scare a lot of people with Dallas because those guys are going to be insane. Um, so let me give me, let me give you my, my picks, uh, so far as to who I think is going to win at least the first round. So I have the Lakers beating Portland in six. I think I said that earlier. Uh, LeBron's really good. Davis is really good. And Lillard and the, or the Trailblazers should win at least two games. They should win at least two. Um, Clippers and Dallas, I have the Clippers winning in six. I think Dallas is good enough to take two. It might even just go to four or five. Um, the Clippers might just want this to be over with, and they really go hard, and they really push Dallas, and they win it at four or five. Um, wouldn't surprise me. I just think Dallas is good enough that they can win two against the Clippers. But what do I know? Uh, I have the Nuggets in five against the Jazz, and I like the Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell. I just think Denver is just on a roll right now. They're on a heater. Um they're figuring out and they got, you know, they have good chemistry like at the very, which is like opposite to Utah right now. It's just the chemistry's not there. It's not all together for some. So that's why I have Denver winning. Um, Denver is like, Denver sports is in a good place right now. You got the Rockies who are doing well. You got the Avalanche who are doing well in the NHL playoffs. 
Uh, you got the Nuggets who are doing well. The Broncos might even be good this season. Who knows? So not a bad time to be a Denver sports fan. And then finally, the 4-5 matchup in the West, Oklahoma and Houston. Um, I don't know. I hate that series. I was watching today, and I just hated it. I just hated it. I didn't like watching Houston. I can't, I can't stand Oklahoma City. I don't really give a shit who wins that series. Um, kind of want Oklahoma City to just so Shea, uh, SGA can, you know, show how good he is because there is no reason for the Clippers to trade him. Really? I mean, that guy is amazing. I knew he was good when they, draft, when they drafted him. So, oh, well, what can you do? Uh, I'll take Oklahoma City in, in hell. Fuck, I don't give a shit about that series. Uh, in the East, I have Milwaukee in, or, uh, in Orlando going like five games, I guess, now with Milwaukee winning. I don't, I don't see Orlando winning another one, so I'll take Milwaukee in five. Uh, I got to take Toronto over Brooklyn in four games. I just think the Raptors are a better team and they're motivated. They really need to show people how good they are and they'll do that against Brooklyn. They should dominate them. Like it should be another 20 point win tomorrow, which I'll probably watch that game tomorrow, Wednesday, August 19th, 10 AM. I'll probably watch that. Um, three, six in the, in the, uh, in the East. I got Boston winning in five or six. Like I, I, I think it's really concerning for Philadelphia when if you're when you're a better team when one of your two best players is gone. Like when you like when your star when one of your star players is out, you're better and you're almost great. You're almost an elite superstar team when both of them are gone. Like I don't know what's with Philadelphia. I don't have any confidence putting my money on them. I wouldn't want to put any money on them. I'd rather put my faith in a stable franchise like the Celtics. I have the Celtics winning in five, six, five and a half. Um, and then Miami and Indiana. Miami and Indiana is a weird series. Um, I kind of want to take the Pacers. I, 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 I kind of want to just be different and take Indiana, so maybe I will, even though I, I, I like Miami and what they bring to the table and how their season has gone so far. I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick with my brain instead of my heart, and I'm going to say Miami wins in six. Uh, if I was to pick the team that, you know, my heart's telling me, go with Indiana, just because of the fact that Indiana, I think, would be a cool story with Nate McMillan the bonus, um, their jerseys are pretty cool, although the Miami Vice jerseys are really fucking sick. So, you know, the Pacers would be my team, but Miami's probably going to win it. Um, yeah. So, that's our uh, – That's the. I guess that's the basketball pod. That's the NBA pod with Big E. I can't believe I managed to do a basketball pod for however long I have. So, thank you very much for uh, for listening. We'll have some more stuff coming out here. By the way, if you haven't got an SYP shirt yet, get an SYP shirt. Uh, we are actually sold out right now, but if you order right now, we will get you a short a shirt probably in about at the, a month at the latest. Uh, so you should get your shirt right now and flex on all your friends who are going to be jealous that they don't have a Speak Your Peace shirt come fall. So anyway, so thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day, evening, whenever you listen to this. And, uh, yeah, we'll come back with more. Buy a shirt. Peace out.